Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey! Yo! Hey! Yo! Miss Spider-Man nigga-dingin'. Yo, Forrest! How Yo. are you? Matty Web Slinger Juice, I have a new one more! That just sounded like we were just What an entrance there, mate. I imagine oh. people driving in the car. They go, right, I listen to I listen to podcasts. I fancy a bit of Spider Man today. What on earth has just happened there? <laughs> that whatever that was was I've just in a Completely offence to the ear holes there. I've just crashed on the motorway, and that's the last thing you'll hear. Oh, <laughs> God. In my life. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> oh. oh, mate. Hey, How are you, go. though? How are you? How are you? I'm, I'm good, mate. Do you know what? In the time, in the small time away, the additional week, uh, I've managed to rescue a cat. You have, um, yeah, yeah. I've gone to a rescue centre. Yeah, I haven't rescued. You know, I've, I've not gone to. I don't know, like wherever, another country, and completely a shed. rescued it. Yeah, <laughs> shed. Just grab somebody else's cat. Grab the cat. Mm. Um, but yes, I have. We we went and rescued a cat. She's adorable. Her name's Peggy. Uh, she's six years old. Um, and what a what a beaut. I was um, fortunate enough earlier this week to meet Forrest's new cat, Peggy, and I can attest, she is an absolute delight. Oh, Congratulations, mate. Thank you, mate. What, 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 about, what about you? I mean, I am good as well, but that is, <laughs> that is part of, such a big part of the week. Um, what, about, what about you, mate? How I'm, you? I'm all right now. Uh, we So partly the reason we had to pause a week was due to me going, like, it was just... There was just so much things happening personally and just scheduling stuff, scheduling things, scheduling things. That's not a word. Um, so I appreciate the extra week, peeps and dear listener. I do hope you aren't too disgruntled by the fact you had to wait an extra week to get this uh, wonderful review out. So oh. what what review is it? Where are we at now? We are at the very end now of phase three. We have approached the end of this uh, specific saga, end of the Infinity War, um, and we are finally now finding ourselves at Spider-Man, far from home. I mean, I'm I'm 
really excited to do this, but there's just one thing I need to do very first. Oh. Right at the beginning. Now, you, you know the beginning of the movie starts with um, Whitney Houston's And I Will Always Love You oh. as a song. <laughs> well, what, a, what a large instrument you're producing in front of me there. What's this? Oh, I thought you were talking about. Uh, what, oh. this whole thing? Oh, this... Oh. oh. Oh, I know. Yeah, I mean, so I, I came to thoughts while I was watching the movie to um, think. Actually, I don't think that's the appropriate song to start. No. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little song for you of what I think the oh, beginning was, montage should be. I was really hoping for Whitney Houston. I've got to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I could give it a go. <laughs> If you want, mate. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> I can try. He's such a man of many talents. Look at him go. <laughs> but no, but seriously, there, you know. I mean, fair enough, we had an eye. We'll all love, always love you. You know, we go from, they called it the blip after the snap. So, so I, we need to understand when that word changed from the snap to the blip. And then by the way, snap again no, at any point, but we'll go that's into that. That's the thing, we'll go into that. But, you know, Endgame, it's really sad. Everything, you know, happening was very trauma- traumatising for everyone. So I thought it should go like this. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, got blipped, where'd you go? Nobody knows, oh wait, he's back. I am putting on a voice. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, lost his mental Iron Man. Where did he go? Oh wait, he just died. But let's not mention Captain America. This is sung by Morrissey. This is amazing. This that is. If anything's bringing listeners to the to the yard, it is. Damn you! Oh mate, that is. I was. That was the first part. Uh, there's there's like a whole chorus, like an orchestral kind of like bridge where like like we get like slash from like Guns and Roses comes in and goes wow wow wow, and then we kind of like finish, and then it goes into the movie. Do you know what I mean? Oh my god! That's just what like I was thinking. Fifty choir members descend on you know, I what would have been Iron Man stage for his expo. Yeah. Uh, oh, that is. I was going to say that's very Smiths inspired. Um, yeah, it feels yeah, Smiths. Yeah, like it's got <laughs> it's got a more somber kind of tone to it. You know, I'm just you know as a suggestion. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, and Kevin will be listening as he as he always does each week. Have a dear listener, yeah. And and that will be, I think, you know, if we have another Spider-Man film, then I'll, I'll submit that. Yeah, abs- absolutely. Yeah, I, I, it would. I, I think what would be nice if James Gunn directed the next Spider-Man because then it, you're pretty sure it would be in there. Basically, that's true. He likes you know. to, he likes that kind of music. He loves that. And to he be does. fair, you've done you've done a very a very smart thing there, Matt, because you got to get yourself a contract with James Gunn. There, <laughs> you know, we're on a platform. We might as well use it. You know, God. <laughs> sell your soul, mate. Now that was gorgeous. Thank you so much for that. No, that, thank you. That very. <laughs> Uh, 
sets us up perfectly for uh, for this film. Um, I disclaimer straight away. Uh, I have never seen this film, uh, and I cannot. But I don't know what happened. So this came out twenty nineteen, right? Yeah, it must have been. So twenty nineteen, it came out. And I, I'm not. I had an. I got a new job at that point. And to be honest, quite soon after that, you you equally got a new job in the same team, and we worked in the same organisation. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, I, but I, I I really don't know what was happening in that summer. Whether I I don't know. I, I asleep for three months of the year and completely mm. missed it. Um, very bizarre, really bizarre. And and I didn't even notice it when I when we got to. Um, uh, oh my god, what's the last one? Spider Man, not uh, not from no. What is it? Homecoming, mate. No, no, Homecoming's the first one. What do you mean? I mean, oh, you mean... Can't um... go home. <laughs> can't go home? Won't, won't go home. Ne- never going home. Shan't go home. Just Spider-Man shan't go home. <laughs> he couldn't possibly. He's been... Everybody knows his name. Everybody, Peter Parker shan't go home. <laughs> Whatever that one is. Woo! <laughs> Gone, gone from it. No, why is why is this? Okay, I'm just letting you die here. In in far from her, uh, no, that's the one we're doing. Oh, I'll just I'll let it get there. Gone from home. Never go going home. Never going home. Never coming. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, I lost my. Oh no. We're not even a couple of minutes in. I've lost it. I literally no way home. No oh. way home. That's yes. it. No way home. Very honest, deliberately not helping you. Because it was just really funny. Yeah. Cheers for that, mate. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. So, and I and I literally have already forgotten why I was even mentioning the name of the film. Oh, because okay. uh, I got because I saw No Way Home, obviously mm. most recent one. Yeah. Uh, and at no point did I. I think because it starts from my memory with the very last scene of this film. So yeah. I, I, for some reason, there was no part of me that thought, hang on a minute, how did they get to that point? So I've watched No Way Home, just assuming that I'd watched everything before that. So I don't know how I managed to completely miss this film, but I did. Uh, and it was it was very nice to watch a brand new Spider-Man film. Yeah, honest. like, so I'm, I'm really surprised that you haven't seen it because, like, I've got to say, this has got to be probably one of the most watched MCU movies for me. Yeah, I really. I don't know I, I honestly to be to be perfectly honest, I don't actually know why. And I think it's because it's kind of the only movie that I feel comfortable watching it with my eldest daughter. Mm. You know, it's it's got it's I mean there are kind of I think there's that bit of mysteria the little bit where it gets a little bit kind of scary. Um uh, but like generally speaking I've watched that Oh God, six, seven times. I'm genuinely being serious as well. Wow. Like I actually own it as well. That's something that oh. doesn't usually happen. No one does now. Yeah, no like I actually own it. Um, um, yeah, it reminds me. Did you? And I, I honestly worry that I've imagined the films because so rarely do I find someone who's ever watched it. Did you ever watch Agent Cody Banks? Uh, that. <laughs> That rings a bell. I think it was just beyond my time because, you know, I'm a little bit older. That than massive you. age gap, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, oh, so Agent Cody Bank, I think, is the kid who was in Malcolm in the Middle, but yes. as he, when he grew up. 
Yes. And uh, Agent, this film uh, really reminds me of that because those films were they were family, really family friendly films. They were designed for young people, but they were action packed. It was James Bond basically, but James Bond is family friendly, but without the like. But, but a child, a child was was the 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 version of Bond. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Bond was a child. That was Agent Cody Banks, um, and I used to love those films. And this really reminds me of that. It's a, it's a complete diversion from most of what we've had before in the MCU, mm. uh, and it, and it fit, this really feels like a family action film. I mean, there there is a whole conversation, and we won't get into it. But like, there is a whole conversation about Tom Holland being a decent. Uh, replacement for James Bond like playing a younger James Bond mm. um, and he kind of like played into those chops when he did the Uncharted movie a little bit um, yes. however that you know we're not that's not what we're talking about but like there's I think you're right I think there is kind of James Bond-esque espionage kind of like vibes to it um, yeah. and I don't know whether that's just simply because they've <laughs> you know they've put Spider-Man out of New York into a completely different location and you know, and, and, and there's so much to talk about this as well in terms of the actual location of it. Um, but you were talking about the fact, you know, you haven't seen it before, and I'm genuinely interested by that. Is this because mm. Endgame came out in April of 2019, and yep. this movie came out in July? <clears throat> and I think it mu- close. I think it must be. I think uh, maybe I was. I don't know. I think. Uh, it was a busy old time of my life. That was a busy, really busy year. There was a lot going on. And I think, we obviously, any MCU fan would have been like, Endgame, right? That is that is happening. We're gonna. I saw that in the cinema, saw it properly, saw it probably a couple of times, loved it. And I think maybe this... this because I think if I'm totally honest, Spider-Man for me, although I went and saw the Tobey Maguire films and loved the Tobey Maguire films, I think... I wasn't as passionate about, and I never have been passionate about Spider-Man quite as much as people, <clears throat> as other people are, and certainly other people my age were, uh, or, and yourself, but, you know, yeah. remarkable age gap there. So, uh, my, <laughs> the people I... <laughs> right, dear, dear listener, I'm not, like, in my 40s or anything, which is which would be absolutely fine equally. I'm not, it's, the age gap isn't that big. No, 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 no. I was at, I was at primary. He was at college. Uh, it was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't. <laughs> I don't think you were. No, no, couldn't no I wasn't. <laughs> couldn't have been. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, and I, I don't think for me, Spider Man was never like the thing. Um, not that I know what was. I think I like you know Hulk for me, but there was never a good film. Um, but the character of Hulk, yeah. the character of Hulk, I loved. Um, but yeah, so I think yeah, so it t- totally lost me. And, and this is brand brand new film. Never seen uh, oh. Mysterio, so that's never my, seen Jake Gyllenhaal, which is ridiculous. Mm. <laughs> I don't know how. But then again, it, although there are references here and there. I wouldn't say this film is potentially exactly. It's not. It's not like it comes overly into other films. It's certainly not Mysterio, really, um, which is bizarre. And, and we, we we'll we'll go into that really. Mm. Um, but I realise we've got quite far. I haven't done a cheeky synopsis. You haven't. Let's hear it, my friend. Let's hear what they've they've got to say for themselves. 
Peter Parker's relaxing European vacation takes an unexpected turn when Nick Fury shows up in his hotel room to recruit him for a mission. The world is in danger as four massive elemental creatures, each representing earth, air, water and fire, emerge from a hole torn in the universe. Parker soon finds himself donning the Spider-Man suit to help Fury and fellow superhero Mysterio stop the evil entities from wreaking havoc across the continent. Nice. Yeah. <clears throat> I think, you know, generally speaking, if we're going you know, straight into kind of like first views on on it, um, for, for me, again, so being somebody that's watched it quite a lot, um, I still get a lot of enjoyment out of this movie. I think there's something they did really well. And sometimes this can be at the detriment as well for it being the second movie as well from a superhero's perspective. Mm. But putting it out of New York, putting it in a completely different location, um, adds a different spice to it. Um, I also wonder whether <laughs> the the crew and production team wanted a holiday as well. <laughs> They're like, oh my God, we've just done Endgame. I want to go, oh yeah. Let's go Venice. Come on, let's go. Off we go. Yeah. Let's do a movie. Um, and like, I think that kind of all the, the and Jake Gyllenhaal's performance, the the inclusion of Mysterio, you could argue as well from you know, Matt being a massive Spider-Man fan. And Mysterio is one of the bigger villains out there for Spider-Man. Um, and seeing him introduced is great. And I think Jake Gyllenhaal did really, really well as the role. I, you know, we'll talk again. We'll talk about this later as we get through. But like, I'd be interested to see what is next for Mysterio. I really can't believe that they would just do a one and done with a superhero like that. Yes. Um, uh, that I, I don't want to believe that, but I have a feeling that is the case. Um, mm. But I think it's a really good movie. I think we get some good character development between MJ. We get good, good character de development with, um, you know, Peter Parker as well. And Happy. And, I, you know... It's, oh, yeah. it's got to be mentioned like happy's journey in this movie much as we don't get to see much of him but in the moments when we do it's this kind of it's not it's not like i, I know happy's now redundant who does where does he go to iron man's dead you know blah, blah, blah. he's there to protect him mm. he's there for clear orders you can say it doesn't need to even be said okay we don't need like a flashback or oh, tony's going to iron man please take care of Peter, when I'm gone, or whatever it might be, we yeah. know that Happy was there to protect him, and you can see that he's taking up this kind of almost paternal um, mantle um, mm. as well. Uh, yeah, I think it's a really good movie. It's really enjoyable. I'd watch it if I had nothing else to watch. Mm. Do you know I think, what I mean? Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. I think the uh, one of the things you picked up on was location changes. So there's a couple of locations in this, isn't there? Because yeah. Venice and Prague, I think, at one point. Prague, board. they go to UK. Um, yeah. UK, and and I think actually, uh, and uh, so two things. One, when I mentioned Agent Cody Banks earlier on, I think uh, from my vague memory, that's one of the things I remember about it was was uh, they hopped where they were quite often different countries mm -hmm. different locations um spy kids does a similar thing right through that franchise as well and i quite like that in an action film where it's not like just okay Mar Mar marvel do it brilliantly and they they you know it's one one location for the film and they plant it there really well mm -hmm. um, but actually having that kind of global you know trotting around like trying to defeat enemies here here there and everywhere i, I really like that uh, and, I th and i thought the vehicle like how they did that so moving so nick fury moving 
the school group, I thought I thought that was brilliant. It was mm. so good to have the um, the teacher kind of just <laughs> changing where they're going because Nick Fury's manipulated it to be like that. Yeah. Um, so I, I really liked it. Um, I thought, yeah, I thought I thought it was great. I, I think you can absolutely tell watching it that it's uh, stat like it is inevitably a standalone movie. Uh, Mysterio is great. I think as someone coming new to him, obviously. Um, it works well, and I think his reasons why he he's he turns out to be a villain spoiler uh, is um, is justified, yep. um, but is isn't something that you want to see reoccurring. And I suppose with Marvel um, with MCU, they could they couldn't make him reoccurring for that reason because Iron Man's gone, right? So yep. unless they unless they bring an Iron Man back at some point, you, you're not gonna you, you don't want to keep reminding your audience that potentially their biggest fan is gone, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's probably one oh one is the you know what you don't do is remind an audience. Oh yeah, remember this great character that we got rid of that you know people were a little bit iffy about getting rid of. <laughs> we're gonna keep reminding you about that character <laughs> uh, through someone else's Avenger story. Um, so yeah, I, I think. Yeah, absolutely. It's right. It's a great film. I think there's such good funny moments in it. I think mm. the comedy is like perfect. Um, yeah, just great. It's it's like the the perfect remedy, the dose of uh, injection post Endgame. Like it's you know we we went through a lot in Endgame. We went through a lot in Infinity War. There were big movies. There were big kind of emotional tolls for audience members. And then, cool, okay, we're going to go back to one of our fan favourites, Spider-Man, and we'll finish off Phase 3 with this guy. And it works. It works really nicely because it sets you up as well. It gets you back in that kind of like, oh, okay, yeah, no, this is this is great. Everything's every, not, not to say everything's fine. Not everything's fine, of course. But like, through the narrative, but like, you know, it gives you that remedy that that kind of gets you back into kind of like the flow almost i i would so there is a part of me that thinks actually did mc did they miss a trick by not putting this as the first film of phase four instead because actually ending on endgame is such a like a boom and then having like a year break because obviously this thing came out straight away right yeah yeah whereas if you'd have had a year's break the theories that would have been online and the conversations with marvel fans it, it would have been a lot like oh god what what you know what is coming next um and uh, and all and starting phase four on a happier note Mm. Um, what I think also would have worked because of the end of this movie, where P- Peter Parker's identity is, you know, re- you know, released. Mm-hmm. So, and I think actually that would have been brilliant because because then that feeds into his final Spider-Man movie, but also feeds into the real darker undertones that we then you know start going through. Um, so I I don't know half I like the placement of it, but equally yeah. I think. There would have been other reasons why it would have been good to have started another phase on that. Be and also because obviously you've got your Infinity War, uh, Infinity Stones uh, saga, and then and then we're jumping to the multiverse now. And this film obviously alludes like we we get mentioned. I think we get mentions, don't we, uh, of the multiverse? Yes, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, mysterious I can't remember why because so elementals drones and all of that but then hmm, 
I can't remember why. Do we get mentioned? I'm sure we do when they're in their little shield, like in that little cave, aren't they? And it's the first time Mysterio's working with Nick Fury. Yeah, they took they took mm-hmm. like the 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 elementals. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And is yeah. that why we then start hearing about what the so so like the you talking about the deviants and celestials mm-hmm. from Eternals? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So we don't hear about, but the multiverse yeah, specifically. Think, the the multiverse is yeah, the multiverse is brought up as a as a real thing. So for the first time, <clears throat> Iron Man encounters somebody who says they're from a different world, and that's never been experienced before. Gotcha. And then so that's the first time Peter Parker, Peter Parker goes, oh wait, wait, it's a real thing. So it kind uh, of immediately that kind of it kind of almost like hints that it's coming. Yeah. Yeah, um, and that, and I think that it was another reason why I thought, well, actually, we play you could place that in Phase Four because then that begins that journey of okay, right? Yeah, this yeah, is, yeah, yeah. This yeah. is where we're headed. And to be honest, mate, actually, if we look at you know, if we're looking at twenty twenty three where we are, and we're looking back, a lot of the um, a lot of the arguments against Phase Four was that um, Shang-Chi, um, Black Widow, didn't do a great job. The first few films haven't done a great job of really setting up multiverse until we get to Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. So actually, if we'd have had this film to kickstart Phase 4 with a hint of multiverse, then we go back to Black Widow, I think that could have been quite nice. Actually. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I think, um, but, you know, that must have been, and this is the other thing, that obviously wasn't on the cards because they must have had other plans with this, you know, the TV series is coming out, Disney Plus coming, all that. They must have obviously knew, knew about all that kind of stuff before it was public knowledge. And yeah. as well, we've got to account for the fact that there was a, there's a pandemic yes. looming after this movie um, for the cinema industry. And obviously that takes a huge effect going into phase four um, with delays and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. But like, I, I think... Yeah, I think it's toned well. I think it does it does it does the right job for an audience to get back into kind of the the love of why they love MCU, you know. Yeah. Um I what I really enjoy going going now going into the movie and, and stuff in itself is is kind of the um the repercussions almost or just kind of like seeing through the lens of young people what student life is like post snap but now it's being called the blip yes so what is this well what when when did it change is it because like some like i don't know instagrammer influencer goes i don't want to call it the snap it's the it was the blip you know who actually changed that <laughs> yeah exactly and and that doesn't that never gets answered and and and, it, and of course the way we hear that through a student you know feel it's it's all you know it's a filmed news report for students in the college isn't it really? yeah it's, it's funny of, it's very good of, it's great it's really well done but they they kind of allude to it being that that the young have coined the phrase the phrase the blip, yeah. but then they don't really see it through, and then the adults start calling it the blip, and then you're like, okay, well, you know, where where has that come from? Why why the change? Mm. Um, is is a bit is a bit bizarre, uh, and then and it's never only, addressed. There's only a few months, isn't it? Post Endgame, this isn't. Mm. This isn't like years, is it? No. Well, uh. Uh, no. 
No, no, because when in Endgame, when they come back... It's all still fresh, isn't it's it? It's cool. Yeah, they come back and they get they start talking about the snap, don't they? Yeah. But then, uh, I suppose the, the only other thing, I suppose, Matt, we could say is that in Endgame, we... Um, ah, actually. So in Endgame, all we're seeing is superheroes referring it to the snap. Mm. In this film, it's the first time we see the public reaction and they're calling it the blip. Oh, fair enough. So, so it's it like, is, yeah. So obviously, if you think you're in, you're part of the public that had the whole, we as public probably didn't have Thanos explain to us quite in as much depth as Shield and superheroes. Yeah. So we probably as a public didn't know, didn't necessarily know every detail of stuff. Like we're not going to understand Infinity Stones, and they certainly aren't going to be explaining it to the public, are they? Yeah. Yeah. So actually, they're not going to know. They're not going to necessarily know the snap or understand the snap. So actually, yeah. So maybe that's it. Maybe this is the first public, you know, use of the word mm. "blip" that we're hearing. Like the the, cha- the absolute chaos of what must have ensued the moment everybody started coming back. It like oh. they did it through a lens of comedy in this bit. Like yeah, yeah. they were doing a basketball match, and all of a sudden, the people that got blipped came back. The band from the previous five years in the last basketball match, like it, and then that's yeah, fine, funny to a certain yeah, extent because yeah. they're all running into each other. But we see it a little bit in One Division because there's a little bit of chaos in One Division in the hospital when it starts when people get blipped back. But like, mm. what about people that were like in mid-flight in planes and got blipped? <laughs> Yeah. Like what happened there, and yeah. like, like trains, public public service, like you know, I don't like. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's so many instances where it could have been quite catastrophic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, ex- exactly. I suppose I suppose time still moved on. So if you were on a train, all you're going to do is reemerge on a train that's either broken down because you were the driver. Yeah. <laughs> so you're just, you're just sat in like wreckage. <laughs> Or yeah. your yeah I tell, yeah it's, it's like, Rachel Rachel we me and Rachel were talking about this and she came up with this with the idea of like well what if for instance you were halfway through labour mm. giving birth oh, wow. and you got blipped would Ooh. would you and the baby be blipped I suppose you would be right because you're still you're, you're your still connected aren't you is, yeah yeah and le- yeah I suppose if the heads emerging. If you're in like la- <laughs> if you're in labour yeah. and the head is emerging, do you disappear and head <laughs> remains? <laughs> it just can't. in the most imagine the darkest eighteen plus yeah, like, like TV like just an episode of what what happened. <laughs> Like, and you've just got like head, decapitated heads of oh, oh yeah. my god! But, I mean, but that's, like, I, that's very dark. But you know. you're still connected by the umbilical cord, aren't you? So technically, until that's <laughs> until that's detached, then you're your own entity, aren't you? I suppose. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Sorry, uh, that's like proper grim, isn't it? <laughs> it's proper grim. Like, someone's mid murder. And yeah, and either the murderer's blipped or you're <laughs> blipped. Oh, like, oh my god. Um, mid murder, yeah. or or uh, and then you've come back, and you know, five years later, the play- there must have been all these unsolved crimes. You know what I mean? Oh they, they've gone five years back. They're like, right, well, you know, I got away with that. Got away with stealing from the bank. No one's going to be catching up with me. That's mental. So you have got that, and you've got uh, what I immediately thought of is relationships, because after five, if you've lost your, your partner, 
in five five years is a long time. So do yeah. you make the decision that ultimately you're never going to see them again, so you move on? In which case, if you're blip back, you could be in your stood in your house, like and your yeah your partner's yeah. bonking with somebody else. Oh my god! Yeah, all of right. Listen, to it. that uh, is okay. Okay, K Dog. Hello, K Dog. Right, that is a Disney Plus series. I said it so <laughs> yeah. many times, but that really is one. That the really blip. Is one. You just the call blip. it the blip, and then you, each episode is a different person's tale. You do it in shorts as well. Oh, ma- <laughs> right, give me, show Come me the on. money. I will. Yes, mate. The blip what? TV series. That's what I want. This is just getting ridiculous now. Why aren't we like working for Disney? Exactly. We might. We might. Let's start a campaign on our social media. Get other podcasters involved, and let's fucking let's get this petition, mate. Ridiculous, <laughs> ridiculous, um, ridiculous. Um, if you know, dear listener, where that comes from, you've got to uh, tell me immediately on don't be a hero podcast at gmail dot com. Don't we be? Don't be ridiculous. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We have loads of tributes for Captain America. We have loads of tributes for Iron Man. Um, you see, and I, what I really like about this movie is obviously they go into different locations and they kind of travel Europe on a school trip. You see the global implications of Iron Man in particular, Iron Man's death and kind of the sacrifice of Iron Man and him being kind of used as a entity almost kind of you know christ-like it really is like there's this kind of really putting him on a pedestal as a genuine hero as as you know and and you can see that it's not just new york that's being affected it's not just america that's being affected and you know, the heroes that live in that area but the whole world and that hero is loved globally as well so i think that was quite quite a nice um undertone that was threaded through the movie Yes. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, I've just noticed on my not to go back backwards too much and talk about a blip, but I did. Uh, I have f- forgot. Happy says that he got a blip beard, and that made me happy. <laughs> I yeah, yeah, did yeah. Chuckle yeah. at the blip beard. Yeah. Um, yeah uh, I uh, 
Um, it's quite cool that the in Venice uh, they centered it in so much truth. So, I, I, have, you, have you been to Venice before, Matt? Have I been to Venice before? I haven't. It's on my list, mate. It's oh, on my list. you've got to go. So me and Soph went to Venice, loved it. Um, but there is one part of the movie that did uh, bring 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 memories back. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Venice, wherever you turn, at all times, uh, you are you have a rose thrusted in your face to buy. Uh, there are people that carry around roses and tell you to buy them for ridiculous money. Um, oh, really? and, and yeah, yeah, absolutely. And even if you say no, quite often they'll ask about three times, or unless you just walk off and abandon. They are very, very pushy. Um, so that kind of, that kind of triggered me. It happens once in the film. <laughs> I was triggered for the full two hours. Oh like, god, oh, no! God. Oh god! I mean, you immediately? I'm, no, I don't want any. Thank oh, you. No, no, please, no more roses. I don't want them. Uh, yeah, that uh, that and the shocking price of gondolas. So seeing uh, oh, really? Ned, Ned on, a, on a gondola. Uh, that, that you're you're it. you're um, demystifying the the majesty that is Venice as a Venice location. Venice is, is beautiful, and the people are amazing, and it is lovely. And actually, on the gondola ride, uh, we had um, is it a Venetian? Is that a person from Venice? Is a Venetian? A Ven- Venetian. Venetian. Yeah. I probably Venetian. highly offended someone just then. But uh, yeah, per, uh, we had a, a person of Venice uh, who uh, rode us in a gondola uh, yes. and, it, and he was explaining to us about tourism and it was really fascinating actually because he was saying like, look, we 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 get that we need we need tourism and it, and it, the money it brings is 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 mad is mad, yeah. mad and amazing right yeah but he said that the traffic both in the water because of tourism but the tra- also traffic on pavements and just how busy Venice is as a place mm. is detrimental to how long that place is how long Venice is going to remain. Right, yeah, basically. yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, outside of climate change in the world and what that's going to do to the water levels and all that, and it, and it was fascinating, really fascinating. And it is a beautiful place, place, and it is oh such a le- level of charm. But because of the tourism, by Christ, they take advantage of that. Yeah, well, um, they've got to, I suppose, as well. We're they, going into political <laughs> things here. <laughs> <but> like, <laughs> I love yeah, yeah, yeah. I've gone to town on Venice. But, uh, yeah, that is... Um, what else can we talk about in the film? What? <laughs> Nick, <laughs> just started, mate. Um, Nick Plenty. Fury. Nick Fury. Uh, is I uh, love love the shield uh, Nick Fury. We bring back uh, her name escapes me. Maria Hill. Maria Hill. That's exactly the one. Um, some great stuff there. Um, I love the little go back uh, uh, reference back to Captain America, where Nick Fury's waiting in Spider Man's apartment and just sat mm-hmm. down and waiting to talk mm-hmm. to him, uh, and then the continuous knocks at the door. They interfere. Their chat. Um, I I think for me, and this is uh, a a bigger, not I don't know if it's a gripe, but for me, the whole thing that Nick Fury and uh, Peter Parker side with Mysterio so quickly, I do find it like I know it's unbelievable anyway, and you have to take it with a pinch of salt, you know, and suspend disbelief. But I don't believe that they would believe him. Do you have you seen the end credits? Yeah. <laughs> You've seen the end credits, right? 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, and now, now I'm doubting myself. No, I've seen Spider-Man on the edge of the thing. Or is that at yep. the end of the film? Yeah, when he goes, oh, fuck, like that bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's also... That, that's a there, mid-credit, right? There's, yeah, there's another one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Keep talking to oh, me. Oh, I'm going to... Okay. <laughs> okay, so... For, for for exactly that reason, you're kind of going. I you know I don't really understand why they're siding with them so quickly, because mm. that's a bit of a, a rash thing, right? Yeah. Which is which is to be honest, an opinion that I had when I first watched it as well. I was like, why the hell is Nick Fury and Murray Hill yeah, like yeah, siding yeah. with him Bringing incredibly him in quickly? Yeah. Now there is a really short end end credit. Now again, dear listener, I mean to be perfectly honest, I shouldn't say spoiler warnings. You know by now. This is what we do. <laughs> Evidently <Right>? not for me. <laughs> I mean, apparently not for Forrest. But, you know, so the end credit. Oh, no, no. Yeah, no, no, I haven't got it in my notes. Yeah, carry on. Sorry, carry on. So so Nick Fury and Maria Hill isn't Nick Fury and Maria Hill. It's yes. a scroll. They're yes, scrolls. I do see that. They're in the car. The scrolls. He has to ring Nick to explain the situation. Yes, so yes. they're there to do very specific yeah. things. So their their yeah. their their judgments are based on the orders that Nick Fury is actually giving them. And um, I, when I first watched this, I was like, "What is going on? I don't I don't understand Nick Fury and Maria Hill right now. Why are they going for this? So you know, you know, and they're being double crossed like immediately. Yeah. They've got no kind of sense of you know what they know what they should be doing they know when people are shifty they know they have good judge of character right yeah and then they get double crossed through the movie and stuff and then realize that they were they they were wrong about mysterio and it's like if what what um yeah. and that and it's obviously because that's their scrolls they're they're being told to to keep Pete parker safe to get him the the, the sunglasses the, the sunglasses i literally said the sunglasses yeah let's call them sunglasses why not iron man's glasses to make sure he takes the mantle that's his job right their job is to make sure that spider-man takes the tech, takes Star Tech Industries, becomes effectively mm. the next Iron Man, right? That was yeah. their role. Um, and so that's what, you know, that's what they were set out to do. But what you can see quite clearly is when you realise that they're scrolls, you watch it back and you're like, oh yeah, that's really obvious. The way that they're talking and also, the, so the, the kind of clue for me is the judgments out of them, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the calls that they make. But there's one really clear and I, oh mate, I relish, I fucking relish in this because it's got to do with maria hill's hair oh yeah so you know me i'm a connoisseur of hair details in the mcu here he goes again yeah love this love this so um basically if you watch okay maria hill when actual maria hill okay you can see that her maid her the way that she styles her hair it's very slipped back it's very um it's out of the way it's very formalized, but, 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 okay. The scroll does the hair back, does all the way the hair, hair it should be, but it's not gelled or slicked or hairsprayed. It's kind of quite fluffy and a little bit disheveled. Mm. And you can see that the scroll is going, I've, I don't have hair. I don't know what this, what, what, what I meant mm. to do. So the attempt is kind of like that's what I get, and I don't even know if this is a detail. Yeah. Or Either that, or you've just insulted the uh, the costume department quite quite. <laughs> so, well, it's a compliment. It's a compliment. The detail was fucking shit. Because uh, then you watch hair. it, and you're like, I know that's not Maria Hill because her yeah. hair would be slicked back. It would be formal and ready for some shield work. 
I, I know. love I love that 99% of the audience just went, oh yeah, cool, 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 yeah, yeah, she's coming on. Matt is like, well, I've got questions here. The hair is not slipped back on the side. Matt, you've missed 20 minutes of the movie. Yes, but you can just see the slip. Yes, you know, why has Iron Man got a ponytail? I just can't <laughs> work this out. What is going? You know the meme of Leonardo DiCaprio pointing at the TV? That's yeah. me at that point of the movie. <laughs> oh my God, look at the hair. <laughs> it's the hair. It's always the hair. I love it, mate. Anyway, uh, yeah. Genius. Um, yes, yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, I, I had absolutely seen that and I had absolutely forgotten that. Um, but even with that in mind, so that Nick Fury, Maria explained, fine. Peter Parker, I, I am sorry, I cannot believe... Uh, and it was um, Edith, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Edith is the sunglasses, right? It's yep. the AI beyond the sun. So um, I cannot believe so soon after... You could say his best mate, like his almost dad figure in Iron Man. Spider-Man's dad figure, that is, right? Yeah. Has just died... I cannot believe he would give over glasses or anything of his possessions that has been given directly to Spider-Man to a rat, like someone brand new at all, ever. I don't think he would do that in his entire life because of how how much Iron Man meant to him. Regardless of the situation, regardless of like what the fact he doesn't want the glasses because of what you know the the responsibility that they 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 have, I, ju- I just don't believe that he would discard anything given his death. I uh, I I mean, I know I know what you mean. I know what you mean, but I, I I'm also of the uh, the thoughts that because you you see a trend in these trilo- the, the trilogy of Spider-Man movies where. Tom Tom Holland, Peter Parker, uh, makes uh, decisions based on mistakes, and he makes a lot of those mistakes that kind of follow through to kind of what is the main plot point. Mm. And this, you know, and I I feel like obviously the reason why he gave it to Jake and Hill is because he Jake and Hill I keep using their real names Mysterio uh, is that he didn't feel like he's ready for it. He doesn't feel like he is the person. He can't believe that he is the person as well. You know, he's just effectively accepted that he's an Avenger now, right? Mm. That whole kind of you know thing about becoming an Avenger, being an adventure. You know, we've just you know we've just watched that man Quantumania, right? You know, Scott Lang talks about being an Avenger and makes it this high, you know, this big kind of like massive club that you're a part of now, right? So he didn't want to take that mantle. He wasn't ready for it. And to be fair, he this second movie isn't about him being ready for it. No. That's that's the end of the third one. The, he's still not there. I th- so I, think, I, I understand that decision. Yeah. I, I, for me, all, all it needed to, to sway me a little bit more would have been for Peter Parker to have sit. If we'd have had a scene with Maria Hill and Nick showing, um, showing Mysterio defeating the other elementals and going into a bit more detail about what he did, right? Mm. With then it gives Spider Man the kind of oh wow, this okay, so this guy's done that, he's done mm. that, and they had, they do chat about it, have a little bit in that in the cave the cave moment. Uh, they do talk about it, but I think if there was more weight and gravitas to that, and Peter Parker, like maybe even saying like, "Christ, you're you know you've done all of this on your own," then mm. I think it, 
it adds weight to later on when he makes that decision. There's also there's also parallels between Mysterio um, and Iron Man. And I think there's, you know, that first moment when Mysterio comes in, it's through sky, it's through the air. He takes out something that's really big. Like he does, there's this kind of Iron Man-esque to the superhero Mysterio. And also, um, uh, who, what's his actual name? It's just, it's Beck. Beck. It's, yeah, uh, Quinton Damon Beck. Quinton. Quinton. Quinton Beck. Beck. Um, so, you know, Quinton Beck and Tony Stark, they're kind of quite similar. And obviously, you know, we find out that Quinton Beck worked for Tony Stark and was fired by Tony Stark due to his him being irresponsible. And But he was part of the AI that um, we see in Iron Man 3. Um, and you've got this kind of moment where you can see that Peter Parker is clinging on to Quinton as a Tony Stark figure almost un- in unconsciously as well. And I think that comes through a lens, and this is why I think it's done really well. It's It comes from a lens of naivety. He is still a kid. He is still a kid. And he kind of latches on to this authority figure, He who he sees Tony Stark through, naturally. And how, old, how old is he supposed to be in this film? About 16, I think. He he's says about... 16, and it, it's the most comical thing ever in it. <laughs> You're not 16, it, bro. Yeah, yeah, that actor is nowhere near yeah. 16. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm like, and I think, yeah, I think that doesn't help either. Because yeah. you're, the naivety that he's supposed to have uh, doesn't really work with the casting at this point. Because yeah. you're like, yeah, uh, you're, uh, you're definitely not 16. You look about twenty, and you would absolutely know that this is a wild card, like thi- a wild thing to do. Mm. <laughs> but think of Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal performs it so convincingly. Mm. Like he, he, like he, gen- you know. I think I do remember watching the first time and being like genuinely like, oh my god, I think he actually does care about this kid. Like he mm. doesn't like. You know, he does say, "I did." You know, didn't want you involved in this. You know, as he come when he when he reveals who he is. Yeah, but yeah. like, you, you know, Jake Gyllenhaal plays. The, the the slimy uh ness of uh, of mysterio very well but equally this kind of gen genuine kind of like uh authority figure that takes that tony Stark mantle really well mm. um but yeah i i think um i think we need to see i think we do just generally need to see more of mysterio because there wasn't enough. There wasn't yeah. enough. There's so much to do with that character it's great. Yeah yeah and uh, yeah I, I I wonder yeah, how could they, how could they bring? Could they give him his own? We don't actually film, see or... him die. This is the thing. That's no. the other thing at the end of the movie. You know, we and obviously at the mid credit scene when he reveals, you know, Tony starts to be Peter Parker to the world, but like we don't see him actually die. Much like an Obadiah, my friend. Ooh, we're looking for a little team up of Obadiah and. Uh... Could you imagine? Oh, like Mysterio could like fit in Thunderbolts. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, something like that. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Thund- By the way, Thunderbolts made a little announcement overnight. Did they? Uh, well, did they? Oh, fucking Rumorville, mate. Twitter is so hard to go. Yeah, like, it's tough. is this a rumor? Mm. It, but I think it has. I think it's been announced mm. that. Um, right, I give me give me two seconds, just because <laughs> I don't. I do not want to offend this bloke. So let me. Uh, sorry, super quickly, uh, super quickly, super quickly, super quickly. Uh, so, Stephen Yon, uh, who played Glenn in The Walking Dead, oh, is uh, going to be in Thunderbolts in a currently unknown character. Oh, 
as an oh. uh, there are rumours on the rumour veil who he could play uh, that would fit quite well with the comics um, but uh, Stephen's remarkable I haven't seen him in he's done things since The Walking Dead but I haven't seen him in those things um, so to get hit I think he'd be remarkable as a, a winning the MCU um, so I really A hope that's true and B looking forward to more info I like that mm. Thunderbolts yeah, yeah. is going to be very special it's going to yeah. be very special. They're putting a lot of money into it, but I mean, uh, they've they, you know the salaries that they're paying the main lot are wild. Maybe Forest, this is to replace the Guardians. You've got an eclectic mix of superheroes uh... working towards a common goal. It's kind of like Suicide Squad, but it's not really like it's mm. maybe this is what that is. Maybe a couple of the characters are quite will be quite comedy driven. I can imagine. Yeah, kickstart yeah. another franchise effectively. So will we? Could we have a little little? Uh... Could we have a Groot in the background of it? Could we bring in some guardians? Maybe. Maybe they see them at the end of the movie and credits. I don't know. There's potential in it. I think, well, maybe it's kind of like a more earthly kind of Guardians version. I don't know. Um, but I'm exci- I am excited about Thunderbolts massively, yeah, massively. This part um, podcast has definitely gone in a 20 different directions. We're, mate, we're all <laughs> over the place today. We're all, like, if this is your first listen, don't, don't. Stop. Go back like three episodes. Wow. All right. We're um, all over. I've had too much coffee now. I'm on my yeah. third. Um, uh, wow, a third <laughs> coffee is fucking half ten in the morning. I know. I know. You, you need some. You need some fucking help, mate. Third coffee. Yeah. Wow. No wonder yeah. you are. No wonder why you look. You're worried about Maria Hill's bloody hair, mate. You're fucking checking every detail on the oh, screen. Laser focus right now. Bouncing around. Uh, what favorite? Okay. Uh, is there any other massive plot point in this film you would like to discuss, mate? There are. There are things like, for instance. Uh, I, what I really enjoy is kind of the cinematography around it. I love the locations that they go to. Uh, can we just talk about the Netherlands? Okay, so there's something. So when sorry, it's a very small thing. <laughs> just but, diversion yeah. to the Netherlands, yeah. So right, so uh, Tom Holland goes to the Netherlands, gets imprisoned, and they and happy lands on those that field of tulips, and like, oh my god, that scene is so good. It's just such there's such color in it. But I also personally love the Netherlands as well. And like there's this kind of mystique around them that, that they're all nice. And to be perfectly honest, the amount of times so I've been to the you know the Netherlands quite a few times in my life. And every time mm. that I've been, I've not once encountered a rude Dutch person. Really? Ever. I lived with a Dutch person as well. Incredibly nice. Incredibly lovely. Like, and, they, and like just the whole culture around there. I just, I... Personally, like if I had an option to live there, I would absolutely do it. Never been to the Netherlands, mate. That needs to be our next trip, mate. Mate, ne- next one we've never been on one. But Thousand let's percent. Go. Let's do it. We'll do it, and we'll go do a, a podcast in the Netherlands. Oh, How about that? That sounds amazing. Um, but like Tom Holland, where's the uh, the the Netherlands football top? And I also, I so I have a, a an expensive slight hobby about collecting football tops as well. Yeah. Um, and Holland is my second favourite because I've got a sporty national team. But like, Holland is my second favourite football team. And when he has that top, I had to immediately get it. So I did. Of course. There's a little thing there. Um, in terms of like actual favourite moments, the actual thing you asked me to answer, um, I really like the projection dream sequence 
that happens uh, in the last third of the movie with Mysterio Ooh, yeah, and Spider-Man yeah. when he kind of so where the double cross kind of happens almost. Um, and we see him go through the sequence. It's kind of, again, it teases this kind of multiversal kind of like view yeah. to it. Um, and it kind of adds another depth into what Mysterio actually can do. And, you know, the whole history of Mysterio is that it's kind of this maniacal um, smoke and mirrors kind of superhero. But underneath it all, he really taps into your psyche. I remember playing, oh my gosh, that just hit me right in the nostalgic bones. Um, a PlayStation game, a Spider-Man PlayStation game, it might have been the first one that came out that was the first open world one that you can swing around in oh, yeah. and where Mysterio's in it. And like he, like the, the when you fight Mysterio, there's just this whole kind of maniacal kind of like using into the psyche of Spider-Man and plays it through. And that's such a good game. It's a classic of a game as well. Um, but like I, I really enjoy that moment because it kind of I think that's the true depiction of Mysterio. I think it kind of gets a little bit muddied around the whole history of context of Tony Stark and the reason why Mysterio and him having all these kind of eclectic people that have also also been wronged by Iron Man. Totally get why it's there, but like mm. going back to the truth of what Mysterio actually is. But I think that there was opportunities of more of that. For Jake yeah. Gyllenhaal's Mysterio, I think there was opportunities of more hyping him up because then once we see, oh, it's just a projection. The whole, the whole uh, fear around uh, Mysterio is gone, yeah, almost instantly. Yeah, and yeah, Spider-Man, yeah. oh, okay, cool, we'll just take out those. You know, all right, fine. But like, I think they could have should have played into the uh, more psychic kind of the psychic, no, the psyche element of. Uh, how he can use his powers against you know superheroes yeah no uh, yeah. yeah absolutely uh, I, I thought it was great uh, sp- uh gonna go back to lucky and aunt may i absolutely yeah. love their scenes in this film uh they're, ba- they're bad again and on um and uh <laughs> they're, do- they're both doing it in the background spider and peter parker uh, slowly works that one out that's quite funny um <laughs> The other, uh, I love like, um, there are so many James Bond-esque moments. So they're in the coach at one point and uh, uh, Peter Parker uses Edith to uh, basically terminate um, a fellow pupil. Uh, mm-hmm. I can't remember his name. His name escapes me. Uh, pupil that's trying to get on Mary Jane and he's not having any. Oh, other. Ben, isn't it? Ben. Ben. Yeah. You hate Ben a bit, don't you? Like, as in, like, I'm talking to you as in us. <laughs> yeah. As in, like, you do you do kind of, like, go, oh, yeah, that guy's a bit of a dick. But he's not. He's, like, genuinely, like, just a smiley guy. But you kind of go, no. No, don't don't you dare. Don't yeah, yeah. you dare hurt Peter Parker. He's our guy, yeah. you know? Stop fucking working it out, Ben, mate. Stop. <laughs> no, 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 no. There's nothing wrong with Peter Parker, mate. He's a you, gen. You dick. You brick. <laughs> you wanker. What a dickhead. Uh, yeah, so that's quite... And I love that, yeah, that sequence where Peter has to, like, deflect these missiles that are just headed straight for the coach. Um, she's great. Like, there's some really good, really good humour bits in it. Um, I put Night Monkey. Ha, ha. I can't... The Night Monkey. Oh, so um, that's uh, Ned's name for... Ned's name, uh, yeah. For dark, yeah, yeah, for Night uh, Spider-Man. Isn't Night it? Spider-Man, yeah. I kind uh, of... That kind of, like... I feel like it teases a little bit of like Spider-Man noir as well. There's a kind of, there's a noir sort of comic of Spider-Man, which I kind of think it leans into slightly, um, maybe. But I do like it. I like the suits, actually. The the, 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 the variation of suits we get from Spider-Man is really good. 
Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Absolutely insane. The um, I'm trying to find where is the actor who play. Oh, there he is. Jacob plays Ned. Jacob Battlelong is fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely insane. Um, also, uh, just to uh, uh, his name's Brad. Did you say Ben? Oh, did I? Yeah, I did yeah, say Ben. Brad. Yeah. Brad, Brad, just yeah, we know our, our dear listeners will, uh, will will catch us on the detail. <laughs> Ed was already writing the email. <laughs> yeah, oh God, <laughs> love you, Ed. Love, love you, Ed. Um, and um, so, which uh, character? Oh, oh, yeah, which actor slash character was your favourite in this one? Then, special mm. mentions. Mm, that's a good question. It's got to be Jake Gyllenhaal. I think he. I think he smashes it. It's, it's you know on screen chemistry chemistry between. Him and Peter Parker, you know, I think it works really, really well. I think they kind of worked off with each other really well. And as well, I do remember when this movie was coming out, the press that Jake Gyllenhaal and Tom Holland did together was so overwhelmingly positive and people loved how they worked together. Um, so it's got, for me, it's got to be, yeah, it's got to be Mysterio. Yeah, yeah, for, yeah I, I think Jay, Jay does a great job. Yeah. Uh, with Mysterio. And I think the scene where we find out, the, you know, the real Quentin. Um, yeah. and what his real agenda and motives yeah. are and I think that's that's great really, done really really well um, uh, obviously um, John Favreau got a big shout out Fappy got always to, great got to do it uh, Jacob Ned love it uh, Zendaya as well yeah. uh, in terms of um, MJ I think M, uh, we really get to I, I I can't remember if I said it when we did Homecoming, but I, I felt, and also because we whole thing with MJ in the first film is that it's quite it's quite hidden that, it, that she's MJ, right? We don't yeah, really yeah, find yeah. out do we until like the, a little scene, and um and then I think, but I really think um she's the vet, that that character becomes so more fleshed out in this film, mm-hmm. uh, and then obviously as we move to the third film in the trilogy, that character MJ's just oh. An amazing character, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like they're fleshed out. Really. They, they, they de- This is, I think, this is MJ's movie for for development and finding out actually who is MJ. Because obviously, in the first one, it's it, she's not kind of she's kind of like a secondary character in there. She comes into kind of a more principal role in the second one and becomes part of the group effectively. You know, you know, Ned kind of there's this kind of like rivalry between okay you know, well who well I well I knew he was Spider-Man before you you know kind of thing yeah, yeah, yeah. um which I think is really nice and and it kind of leads in perfectly into the third one obviously as well so I think that does really really well I think you also you need to kind of mention as well like what kind of is who's out of the group that Jake Gyllenhaal had mm. did you have a favorite character Group that Jake Gyllenhaal had. Yeah, he's a little team of people had in the bar that were wronged by Tony Stark. Oh, you know, talking about the non-heroes, don't be heroes. I thought it might be a good idea to focus oh. on maybe one of those. Oh, very nasty, done, Matthew. I enjoyed that very <laughs> Thank much. You so much. Uh, I liked it. Um, I, I mean, obviously, I've got to go for the only link that we had to our favourite, favourite man of the the, of the OG of the universe yeah. Mr. Obi 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 Dyer. Uh so it's got to be the scientist whose uh, name I definitely can't remember I will not remember <laughs> uh, again, to be fair he's we don't need to <laughs> for about two seconds um, but yeah, yeah yeah that scientist just so we because we got to see the footage we did. Again, we actually mate. got a flashback of the you know Tony Stark built this in a cage with a bunch of scraps yes and it, yeah I just oh 
Every time I see Obadiah, what a waste just of mi- Just miss him. Just miss him so much. <sighs> um, a controversial kind of question out there as well. Do you feel like this movie mm-hmm. um, uh, Americanizes the representation of Europe, of going to Europe and what Europe is? Uh, no, do you, know, do you what... know? Do you know what I mean? It generalizes on potential stereotypes. Yes, not but as I outlined with my <laughs> extremely specific Venice conversation, I think Venice they did a good job of. Yeah, when they start to move elsewhere, possibly. Um, they they kind of I think what they do well, but maybe slightly at fault as well, is that they do the all the the obvious nods of where they are so the audience know exactly where they are. So in terms yeah. of Venice, obviously they've got the mask, you've got the masquerade, you've got the uh, gondolas, you've got, you know, all St. of those Martin's Square, St. Martin's yeah. Square, it's all in there. When you go to Holland, uh, uh, Netherlands, you, you've got the tulips, you've got the cheese in the background, you've got the little markets, you've got the Netherlands football top, all of these kind of like hints, I think. It, the only thing I would say to that though, Matt, is that they've done it in a way where it works with the context of the film. Right? Yeah. They're, they're yeah. on a school trip. When you go on a school trip, the first thing you're doing is all of the things that 50 other, fifty million other tourists have done in that mm-hmm. exact... So, so they can get away with it because what they're doing there is that, you know? It's yeah. not like if, if, if Spider-Man was doing his own mission in Venice and it wasn't on a school trip and then suddenly we were, you know, for no reason whatsoever, Spider-Man was crawling around St. Martin Square, then I'd be a bit like, all right, now we're just going, okay, we're tip box, tip box exercise. Tip box. Yeah. Whereas actually for the tour, uh, and also whilst, I, whilst we're going through actors... Big shout out to Martin Starr, who plays Mr. Harrington, uh, the teacher on yeah, the trip. Very good. And I, very I, I really, I really like that actor. Yeah. He's been in quite a few. So I'm a big fan of a film called Adventureland. Mm-hmm. It's got him, Ryan Reynolds. Uh, it's got, um, oh my God, not, I always, they're very similar. It's not Michael Cera in that one, it's the other one. Who's the one in the network? You ever seen the network about Facebook? Oh, 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 oh Eisenberg, yeah, Jesse, so, Jesse, 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 Eisenberg, Jesse, yeah. that's it. Um, so, uh, yeah, so it's uh, and it, so he's a great. I really love him, but yeah, I, th- I think it were. I think it's not too bad because of that. Yeah, um, but they absolutely had to point out everything. Yeah, I think going. You talked about the comedy being really on point as well. There, there are some cracking lines in this movie mm. as well. I've got a couple of my favourites here. Uh, Tony Stark, not Tony Stark, um, Tom Holland, <laughs> um, as uh, when he's, when uh, Peter Parker is, yeah, he's asking for help. He, he, it's the first time he sees Mysterio in Venice and he goes, I'm really strong and sticky. Mm-hmm. I really like that. I really like, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> all of my lines, favourite lines are always the weird ones. Um, this is a good one from, uh, well, scroll version of uh, Nick Fury, but he says, bitch, please, you've been to space. <laughs> Such a good line. Such a good line. Um, one thing we haven't mentioned, Matt, and it, and to be honest, is probably my top three, like, plots and moments in the film we haven't even mentioned which is the subplot of uh betty and ned yeah hands down 
one of my favourite things is him <laughs> ending it sat next to <laughs> sat next to Betty on the plane, and they come off the plane as a couple. It, and ma- it's, it, it, <laughs> it makes me cringe at my arsehole. It is because it's it, such a true depiction of how <laughs> what teenage love is. Yeah, you know, immediately going, "Hey, babe, yeah, babe, all right, yeah. babe, yeah." It's <laughs> so superficial. Yeah. There's no, there's no interest in each other apart from well, Ned well, on looks is no interest whatsoever. Um, but yeah, I just think, <laughs> I think that's brilliant. Uh, and then when they've dumped each other on their little holiday shenanigans, they come home. Yeah. They're not, they're not <laughs> together. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, I absolutely love that. Um, and um, there was also something else. Oh, loved one of my favourite quotes. wasn't comedy driven, but it was because it sets up perfectly what what actually you know what might, what happens. Yeah. Uh, Peter Parker says at one point, uh, I think he it must be towards the latter half of the film, and he says, and then the whole world will understand who I am. And then I'm done. Oh. So, and I can't remember. I think he's talking to Nick Fury and Maria at this point. Yeah. Uh, and obviously heavily alludes to what does happen, which is his identity goes out there. And then, it, and then all, you know, all of this sunny uplands around him suddenly, you know, breaks in. You know, we lose, well, no spoilers, but we lose some pretty heavy hitters on the way in the next film um but yeah 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 so i really like that line and then and they yeah that line in it yeah it's, it almost kind of reveals a little bit of what his motive is which he keeps quite close to his chest mm-hmm. i think throughout the movie yeah that's nice that's nice um mate i think for me that's all i've got but in terms of um uh the multiverse element, I think Earth 616 being in an actual line, again, I'd like to, I'd, I wonder whether, and I'm not going to make a judgment here, I'm not going to say, I think, because I've been called out on this before, I wonder whether that was the first time it was used in a line. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It yeah. might not, but it when, might be. Do you remember which Earth uh, Quentin Beck is from? Uh, eight three three. Yeah, that's a little bit of trivia there. Oh, yeah. Eight, yeah, three, eight three. three three. Um, yeah. Why did he choose that number? Mm. What, like, what does he know about the multiverse? Like, what? Honestly, is like, I, I wonder whether there's something else within that as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah and and absolutely could, yeah, could bring him back at some point within the next couple of you know phases. Do you want some Easter eggs? I'd love some. I'd love some because my. I know you've been waiting all podcast, mate. But this handy little book of five hundred Marvel facts doesn't have this this Spider Man in it, mate. So not. No, no, no. The next oh. next thing I can whip this bad boy out for is Wonder Vision. Um, I've only got a few, but like the few that I have got is are definitely worth mentioning. Now, most of my favourite ones. I'll start with this one. Um, the uh, suitcase that Peter Parker has when he's packing for his lovely trip away. Um, has a little, uh, you can see it, it's not a massive close-up, but it is a close-up when he kind of lonks it onto the, um, uh, on his bed. Uh, there's initials, BFP, which is Uncle Ben's. So it must be, this must be Uncle Ben's suitcase that he's using. Um, yeah, so it stands for, I think it's, um, 
Ben fucking Parker. Ben, it might, yeah. No, I mean, I, I mean, I looked into it a little bit more. People think it might be Ben Franklin Parker or something like that. Um, but like the BP, it's got to be Ben Parker, right? Um, yeah. Also, when he's on the plane, you can see that there is a movie uh, of Doctor Selvik. Mm. That you can watch about. I think he's talking about. I don't think it's about the multiverse or anything like. But you can see there's, you know, a, a legacy with Doctor Selvik in the public eye, which I think is quite nice. Mm. Um, do we? We do see him later on, don't we? Do we see him in Thor: Love and Thunder? Yeah. Uh, yes, we, we do. Don't we? Yeah, we yeah, do. Yeah. Um, we do. And, and also, there are uh, Thor. Oh no, no. Um, I was going to say Thor is mentioned. I think. Yeah, I think it is. I think the guy with the hammer is mentioned at one point. Um, I think when Quentin's talking about the other Avengers, maybe, oh, okay. um, but um, or when they're talking about, yeah, don't know. But anyway, yeah, yeah oh, that's right. cool. Um, the and the other one is um, uh, when Happy comes in holding the uh, check that they've made for the homeless benefit um, has the logo Synchrony Synchrony Bank, which is an actual bank, and they're the uh, only bank that have actually issued a Marvel Mastercard. That you can actually own, so that must have been some sort of like, you know, deal that they've made there. Ooh. Yeah, I didn't know this. There's, there's lo- I know that there's loads more out there. So, dear listener, please just send us an email. Tell us about these. All right, I want to hear some more Easter eggs. And do make sure you give us a message on either Instagram, Twitter, um, or at Don't Be a Hero Podcast Gmail dot com. I'm just logging into our mail. Uh, just to check, uh, Matt, whether our, our listeners have, have emailed us. Nice. Um, because our one email a year might have just come in. Um, <laughs> one email a year? Uh, uh, um, Beautiful. Oh, fantastic. Uh, no, it hasn't. No? no it, well, that's no. fine, because that kind of leads me into perfectly, um, before we give a rating on these uh, on this movie, uh, We are when we're moving into our next phases, dear listener, um, we are going to be starting looking for more collaborations. So we've got some in the pipeline as well with some awesome podcasters. Uh, we're going to be having some lots of opportunities to go and bring on some guests, to have some fellow podcasters on to talk about their views on certain movies that we go into as well. Um and yeah, so that's something in the pipeline as well. And we're also, just so you know, we're also, me and, so, me and Forrest are planning for where we can go in terms of Comic-Cons, in terms of uh, comic book events, or it might be MCU events, anything, anywhere. We're looking into these uh, for later this year to hopefully come and see some fellow uh, superhero fans. Okay, so that's, that's in the pipeline as well. So, yeah, if you would like to guest on the show, collaborate, collaborate and listen, whatever it might be, Instagram us, email us, uh, Twitter us, let us know uh, that you'd be interested um, and we will keep your information stored away for that happy, happy day. Also, let us know which um, particular thing you'd like to guest on. So is there a particular episode of a series, a particular film, uh, a particular series in general? Let us know, because Eternals might might be your show. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) To be fair, we might need somebody to come on for Eternals, because it's going to be very one-sided from our (laughs) point of view. Um, Yeah. Um, so yes, uh, um, are you, oh, hello, okay, 
give me a rating. Sorry, that was like a... I was going to announce it, but for some reason the, the amp just didn't work. So let me do that again. Forrest! It is time for you to give me your rating. My rating, dear sir. I will fill my bag of crisps with an almighty 80%. 80%! And Matt, what is your rating, sir? I'm gonna give it a solid 75.80001%. Whoa! Fantastico! Fab. Brilliant. Well, lovely news. Forest. What are we doing now, mate? Where are we going next? I don't know. I think we're. I think we leave. We leave our listeners <laughs> guessing where we're going next week. Or will we be doing TV series or doing a film? Who knows where we'll be next week? <laughs> what? What the? <laughs> So, <laughs> your third coffee. This is, is bad. <laughs> this is bad. I don't know what to do. I'm all, oh, Jesus. Okay, so we are. This is the end of phase three. Can we just acknowledge this? I know we've hit. We've hit the end of phase. We that is mad. We are. Christ, we are get well. We're in a post-COVID world from now on, mate. Yeah, I think yeah. we do a big jump because 2020 there wouldn't have been a film, would there? No, so we. I think we go. We go to 2021. I think we go to January 2021, which is One Division. Oh. I think, um, but maybe we sh- maybe we should. Uh, we know what we'll do, dear listener. Um, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming this is what's going to happen: is that we are going to go back to a highlights episode of Phase Three. I think it's only fair to do so if there was ever a Phase Two do a highlights episode it's got to be phase three um and in our next week's episode which will be our highlights episode we will talk about our plans for phase four and how we're going to roll these out because we've got to go into tv series we've got to think about how we're going to deliver these episodes are we going to do it in chunks or are we going to do it bit by bit who knows all right so all be revealed in next week's episode yes i can't wait i can't wait either mate i can't wait Thank you very much, Matt. It has been an absolute blast. And please, play us out. Spider-Man, Spider-Man Was a decent movie As you can understand That Spider-Man is a great superhero But can he lead the Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Thank you for listening to another episode of Don't Be A Hero Podcast. If you have any comments, feedback or any thoughts, email us at don'tbeaheropodcast at gmail.com. Make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and other streaming platforms for future content. And to keep up to date on all things Don't Be A Hero, follow us on our Instagram or our TikTok at Don't Be A Hero Podcast. We'll see you there.